When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Rich Eisen Show. This fascinates me. From the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Oh my God, it is coming. The Super League of College Athletics is coming. And you better get on board. Earlier on the show, Fox Sports College football reporter Bruce Feldman. Still to come, WWE Hall of Famer Bill Goldberg. Plus your phone calls, what's more likely, and more. And now... Rich Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Wrestling legend Goldberg will be joining us in 20 minutes' time. We're going to tap out of this wild NBA free agency, USC, UCLA free agency talk. A lot of opt-outs going on in the Pac-12 and the NBA. And there's some opt-ins as well and some other things to talk about over the next couple of hours here on our program uh, but uh, Goldberg's going to be joining us in 20 minutes time former Georgia Bulldog indeed you know who, you know, favorite you know who his team. teammate was uh, 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 oh, John Casey I John know. Casey yes the kicker but I'm gonna go with another one with a little bit more germane role and in I, the NFL's I left uh, this one for you I know history. who this is yes someone important to Chris Brockman someone very near and dear to you Chris Brockman yeah. In I mean, your heart and the heart of many other life. Patriots fans. Mo Lewis was hey. a teammate of Goldberg. <laughs> Mo Lewis. <And> he claps. <laughs> I say this. I say this. We love Drew Bledsoe. He's completely healthy you and must, fine. Before you say what you're going to say, he paused. and any Patriot fans who have constantly said what you're about to say need to preface it with the all due respect in the direction of Walla Walla, Washington, or wherever Mr. Bledsoe is making wine Love right Drew. now. Love his so product we. right now. Very much so. However, I feel however. <laughs> here comes the, here's the move. Here we go. Here's the move. Mo Lewis should be in the Hall of Fame, right? <laughs> Mo Lewis did single-handedly change the entire trajectory of the of NFL. Fo- yes. Of the whole league. You can't tell the story of the NFL. It's just like. Ready? Here we go. That, you ready? I, you ready? I, Mo Lewis deserves to be in over oh, Frank, over Frank Gore. Or so I mean, stupid, so stupid, so stupid and dumb. I'm Who's gonna give more you the important response. to the history of the NFL? <laughs> so Frank Gore and his 3.8 yards dumber? per carry, or Mo Lewis changing the entire trajectory of about I don't know, I don't know, a dozen teams. Put it on the pole. Here's, here's, Put it on the pole. Or, or my response to that. Here's my response to that. I'm kidding, obviously, everyone. Here's my Please response to that. Who's tweets. dumber than this guy? Please don't no send me tweets. I don't want body to well, go all Harbaugh on him. Hey, I don't know listen. about the Frank Gore thing, Rich, but he has a Mo Lewis very, very valid point. Mo Lewis is, I don't want to say he's the Michael Jordan of the NBA, because that would be Tom Brady, but he did something to change the Come careers on. of hundreds of men. Just Hundreds, to give, just coaches, to, yes. players, franchises. That and that's not. This is like, yeah, it's funny, but it's you're not funny, lying, I, bro. I mean, like you're, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of doing the thing, but but no, no, no. You are. You're being. You're telling the truth. Mo Lewis doesn't hit Drew. Tom doesn't come in. The Pats don't go on that run. Football history. Maybe completely. Brady gets traded. To quote, goes umpire, to to quote yeah. umpire Bill Holler Uh-oh. in that famed uh-huh. Earl, Earl Weaver uh-huh. YouTube video that's out there now, <laughs> when he was mic'd up in a, in, a, in a classic argument in the first inning that Earl Weaver sparked <laughs> over apparently a balk call in the first inning of that game. I don't know when it was, but everybody just. Google Earl Weaver and Bill Haller, H-A-L-L-E-R, and Holler. do yourself a favor. 
Uh, make sure the kids are in bed before you listen to this video. <laughs> we can't play this to, on there. To paraphrase Bill Holler, what was Mo Lewis going to the world's uh, to the Hall of Fame for? For for effing up Drew Bledsoe? Is that what he's going to the Hall of Fame well, for? I for mean, effing up Drew Bledsoe? Three is that time three time Pro Bowler, okay, fifty two career sacks, maybe the greatest Jed of all time. Goldberg's <laughs> coming on this program. It's basically what I'm trying to say, and we've gone off into a tangent here. Goldberg will be on this program. I do want to uh, hit on, uh, boy, do I have got this so much to talk about today. Um, let's just, you know, because we just talked so much about uh, college football, and I, I do have some thoughts about um, the ramifications of USC and UCLA moving to the Big Ten and what that means for those, those two programs alone. Um, but I, I do want to just linger a little bit here uh, about Kevin Durant. And... You know, general managers in the NBA now, okay, they have two jobs, two jobs, and they kind of are intertwined. And I think those who are at the top of the flow chart in uh, membership, ownership, uh, the governors, I guess, the board of governors or whatever, uh, those who are governors of their of their teams, they, they, they need to do this too. And of course, you got to choose the right coach to, to take part of this part. But a general manager has two things to do. Build a championship roster, obviously. And two, bend over completely backwards. Do whatever you have to do to keep your number one star player happy. And that's where the coach and that person at the top of the flow chart is part of it too. Keep that player happy because in the NBA, in 2022 now, and it's been this way for a while, in the NBA, any player who has a significant role on the team or is the star player, pretty much the star player, can say, that contract that I have signed means nothing. I want out. And you, as a general manager, must comply on the spot. That's a fact. The Joker, Chris, right? He just signed a max deal. Max deal. Didn't he? Did he ever, right? In Denver, right? Big time paid. He just got pizzed. Yeah, five year, uh, 250 or 260. Devin Booker, reportedly, he just did the same thing. Max deal in Phoenix. Yep. Also, apparently, Zion, Mm -hmm. max deal coming for him. Rookie max deal in New Orleans. Sorry, Nick fans. Unless. He turns around as Booker can and the Joker can and anybody can just turn around and tell the general manager, you know what? I'm not feeling here anymore. You know what? This was a disaster last year. You know what? Don't want to play with that guy anymore. You know what? Doesn't matter that you know what. It could be somebody in the NBA can actually opt out using a famed playground line or a line that I've heard one of my children use in an argument against another one of my children. Just because. <laughs> Why? Just because. That's good. Good argument. That's it. That's good. I like that. Hey, Kevin. Why do you want to like it? Sean Marks. Hello. Hey, um, it's Rich Kleiman. Hey, Rich, how you doing? Did you did you go to summer camp with Rich Eisen? No, it's just another guy. But outside of that, hey, uh, uh, Kevin wants out. Really? Oh, man, thought this might be coming. Really? Is there anything I could do? No, no. I mean, I I talked to Kevin. KD is really he's really dug in. Huh? Why? Can you just tell me why? He told me just cause. I'm imagining that's not the way the conversation took place. <laughs> Probably but not. But it sure can. That's it, man. So do you remember, I think we, didn't we ask Daryl Morey when he was here last time in person? I asked him, is that a problem? This essential dynamic that seems to be unfolding. And his answer was, I, if I'm not mistaken, it's my job to make sure that doesn't happen. That's part of my job. I've got to talk to my star players. I'm checking in with them all the time. i got to make sure I never get that call. And if I get that call, it's on me. That was his answer. 
Is I'm that, almost that sure that's what he said. August of 2019. Pop that video out, would you please? Let me find this. Three years ago, right? Yep. He said that. It's just like, hey, man, it's my job to make sure I never get that phone call. Question is, is what, what did Sean Marks do or not do or couldn't pull off to prevent that and head that off at the pass? What is going on behind the scenes in Brooklyn? Why would Durant say, okay, Kyrie's back in the fold and Ben Simmons can come back and play and Seth Curry and so on and so forth? New York City, Brooklyn, New York. Kind of enjoy the the trappings and trimmings of New York life without the true, like, crazy-ass 24-7, 365 sports talk pressure, if there is such a thing for him because the Knicks are the number one team and the focus of so many people in that town. What caused him to do that? And what is the NBA going to do about it? I don't think you can do anything about it unless you get everybody together in the room, and I would think that that would... Is that is that collusion? Can you collude? Can you be uh, accused of collusion when you are, as a group, colluding to basically... Swear to each other in the room, we're going to make sure everybody is held to their contract? Hmm. <laughs> How could that be collusion when it's a contract? They signed it. Is there a clause in these contracts? The fine print saying, that is, it, is there a just cause clause? <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> the famed Why? Durant just cause clause? No particular I don't reason. know. There's a Larry Bird rule. Could there be a Durant just cause clause? I, I don't know. <laughs> but that is essentially what is happening now in the NBA. And this cannot be a good feeling for those who in, in the mahogany roomed offices, if there's such a thing anymore. I just finished the offer. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, honestly, like, I don't know where this goes because every single time I saw a tweet today about the max contracts, Jalen Brunson is coming to the Knicks, apparently. What's Bradley Beal going to do? Harden is going to talk to Maury over the weekend to figure out what contract can be hammered out so he does stay as he wishes and they can build a roster as Maury and the rest of the team and UTJ Jefferson and Sixers Nation wishes. Harden's going to do the right thing, Rich. You know, what happens here in Los Angeles? We're all focusing. Kawhi's coming back. What if Kawhi just wakes up on the wrong side of the bed one day and, you know, wants to go uh, take his bag of apples somewhere else? Don't even put you know that what in mean? the universe. Like, uh, <laughs> no, I, I, put that evil on us, Ricky know. Bobby. What's wrong right. with you? <laughs> you know? I don't know. I'm going to write down Kawhi's bag of apples. That might be my fantasy team name next year. Funny. Or, or I'm going to rename my team Don't Trade for Durant. Yes, trade for Durant. Of course you do. Yes, yes. Be- unless you're afraid of him saying one day to you, I want out. But it looks like in the day and age of the NBA, you know, a contract is a contract for just – what, 95% of the league? 96, 97% of the league? The top 3%? Top 2%? Don't matter. Say, I want out. And, and not only does a general manager say, okay, but the rest of the league is monitoring your situation to see if there is any, you know, white smoke coming out of the chimney of your basketball church. Your basketball conclave to see is, you know, <laughs> it's just like what do we got? You know, like what do we Instagram, got? Instagram, right? You're sitting there, you're looking at a girl, you know, she's got a boyfriend, and then the second like she posts two or three pictures without him, then you kind of slide in the D. Is everything okay? I'll just checking in. Like, well, that would be tampering in the NBA, right? The the yeah, uh, sliding into a, uh, a DM. Is, that is tampering. And by the way, what are you geez. doing in your spare time? Come on, let's act like we all <laughs> know minute. this goes on. Like, Hang come on, on a minute. Come on. That's exactly what you, you just what described. Like in the NBA, it's just now 
any star player can get out anytime he wants. Anytime. And not only does the general manager know I've got to do it, but the rest of the league is monitoring your situation to see if there's any breakup coming because you know your entire team could be changed if that happens. It's like the Seinfeld when uh, Jerry and Elaine forced the breakup and they're just there for them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Pat new- Riley, hey, yeah. I'm just I'm here for you. I'm here for you. If you need to talk or just lend an ear, I got some advice. Yeah. I'm here for you. Monty Williams, I'm just here for it's you. Me. James Jones, I'm just here for you. <laughs> right? Rob Prolinka, hey, boy, am I here for you. Yeah. Could you be there for, for uh, Russ too? Yeah, please, please be there for us. <laughs> and that's the whole thing what's going on in Portland, right? Lillard could just change his longtime stance of, I want to make it here. I want to build it here. I love being here. My family loves being here. He could just wake up one day and just say, you know what? I kind of want to pull a Matt Stafford and walk into the front office and say, I've tried, man. Boy, did I try, but I'm getting older and I'm out. And the Blazers got to say, Okay, and every single team that's making plans for the next season will be like, well, okay then, we're in. That's what's, that's what's happening right now in the NBA. Let's take a break. Goldberg will be joining us on this program on this busy Friday. Don't go anywhere. A great chat upcoming with a fellow member of the tribe, and that's pretty much where we part ways. That's next. <laughs> Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs Costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. For those listening on terrestrial radio, you missed a very important segment on this program. On YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show, you, should, you, you must go. What do you think? Maybe the best ever. Had to address <laughs> a very difficult question posed it's up, it's up by Aaron Jones of the Packers. Is cereal soup? Spoiler. The context of that. Yeah, short answer. Spoiler alert. No. No. It is not soup. No, he just tweeted that out randomly. No, no, no. no. Oh, okay. well, I thought Next maybe. time he's on, we'll have to ask him what cereal caused him to wonder if it was, in fact, soup. Great question. Just saying. Because I'm thinking there has to be so much more to it than just that randomness. There's a backstory. Yeah, yeah, I would hope. I don't know. He probably was looking down. He saw a bowl of liquid <laughs> and wondered, could this be considered soup? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. We should ask Boban. Who I is mean, that's the foremost in authority. Sports. He is the top of the soup flowchart. Top of the food chain. Just saying. I mean, looking at Wikipedia, you can still make an argument. Uh, 
Oh, don't really? look at the internet for help, man. <laughs> it's it's, it's it. just one of those things, man. And I'll just say it's screwed. It's like porn. You know it when you see it. Okay, <laughs> you see you're looking at cereal. You're not saying that's soup. Let's just end it. I have no response okay? to that. Stop it. <laughs> Honestly. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Um, let's pull it, bring it all back in because we've got royalty on the phone, right? Right, T.J. Jefferson? In, in the professional wrestling world, you yes, better believe he it. is. Uh, biography, WWE Legends. Uh, season 2 of this program premiering Sunday, July 10th at 8 p.m. Eastern on A&E. A, uh, an award-winning biography banner. Two-hour episodes telling the intimate personal stories behind the success of WWE's most memorable legends and events. And this man certainly qualifies as a legend on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line. None other than Goldberg here on the show. How are you doing, Goldberg? I've been doing great, my friend, and yourself. I'm doing just fine. So, um, have you seen the uh, the uh, biography on you yet, or are you? Waiting? You know, I, I've read. I'll be honest with you, man. I, I don't really like to watch anything that I've quote unquote performed in, uh, but I have seen excerpts, and you know, barring myself uh, tearing up a little bit. Uh, I had, you know, I, I was quite entertained before I had to turn it off. No kidding. So, you know, uh, I, I, like I said, I don't, I don't like to, I don't like to watch uh, anything that I'm in. Actually, uh, I'm always quite critical of myself, uh, whether it's a documentary or whether it's a live performance. Uh, you know, I, I'm just that meathead that uh, always likes perfection. Well, how, how did you get started on your wrestling career, Goldberg? How did that start for you? You know, I, it's it's a really long story. I guess uh, uh, initially. Uh, my brother was Rick Flair's. One of my one of my brothers was Rick Flair's uh, housemate in college, so I guess that's the first the first tie to it. Uh, Kevin Green was one of my roommates at the Rams. He gave a, a, a glorious Hulk Hogan impression. I bet. I'd always said that I should be a professional wrestler. When I was uh, at the University of Georgia. Uh, quite obviously, we spent a lot of time in Atlanta during you know those days, and I'd rub shoulders with a lot of the current wrestlers, and uh, there were there were a number of good guys, and uh, I, I never really <clears throat> desired to be one, nor did I assume that I would ever be one. But fate have it, uh, I was uh, I, I unfortunately didn't succeed at my first love, which was. Uh, being a 10-year veteran in the NFL, though I did play a couple of days, hmm. <laughs> seemingly. But, uh, you know, I, I kind of fell into wrestling. Uh, I had worked on my physique, my physical stature for so long in prepping and playing in the NFL that it was, you know, I won't say that I'm a, I'm a man of theater, but I thought it was a fairly natural progression. Uh, at least I thought so at the time, and my account, my accountant did, did also. So, <laughs> you know, you're you're posed with ultimatums, uh, uh, crush dreams. You know, it's all part of growing up. And it was an option that I chose. I was lucky. I trained uh, quite hard. I I kind of applied the work ethic that I had in the NFL. Uh, in playing football throughout my life, to wrestling, and, you know, with an open mind and uh, mixed martial arts making a, a huge presence be known in entertainment at the time, I kind of had an idea, and uh, I, I, I followed a dream. Um, that dream was to succeed and try to be somebody that kids could look up to. And uh, set a good example for them, and, and you know, uh, make a make a decent living. So um, I was a combination of being on the right time at the right place with the right work ethic and, and a lot of luck. Goldberg here on the Rich Eisen Show. I'm one of the few uh, in this business who can ask this question the way I'm going to ask it. Goldberg is football and wrestling. My Jewish mother would never have allowed that in a million years. My dad, hey, hey, bro, Ever. listen. Ever. I called my dad and he hung up on me the first time I told him. <laughs> I mean, how did, how'd you pull off this trick? A nice Jewish boy from Oklahoma getting into football and wrestling. How did that happen? Yeah, my dad, the OBGYN, and my mom, the concert violinist. Uh, 
in the Chicago <laughs> Philharmonic. I was I was far from the <laughs> prototypical person to segue into the business, but like I said, I had I had some good friends that were in the business. Yeah. I had a good in and uh you know, Jim Ross had a lot to do with my huh. my, my first meeting uh in the in the wrestling business and Jim covered me in high school football for God's sakes. And, you know, it's just all about being in the right place at the right time and and trying to be forward thinking and, and apply what I had learned and what I had uh, centered my life on for my entire life, which was football, and try to apply it to something else because, truthfully, that was the only thing I was pretty good at. Well, I mean, you know, so, I, I remember um, taking my mother, Eveline, uh, a school teacher. Uh, you you had your your mom Ethel was a classic violinist. My mom Eveline <laughs> was a kindergarten and second grade and first grade teacher. Uh, I remember taking her to her first ever football game at the Big House at Michigan when I went there. I was a student uh, sitting in the stands, and there's a roughing the kicker penalty. Um, and she asked what the flag was for. I called, told her it was roughing the kicker, and she goes, the kicker's not allowed to be touched? And I'm like, no. She goes, oh, I would have allowed you to kick. That's what she said to me, Colbert. That's what she that said sounds to me. like Happy Gilmore. <laughs> not Happy Gilmore. Uh, uh, yeah, I, one, one of Sadler's great Waterboy. movies. Yeah, it sounds like Waterboy. Waterboy. Sounds like Waterboy. Yeah. Waterboy, yeah, Waterboy, pretty, exactly. Pretty much, yeah. You know, but uh, I was just, uh, I was, well, I was, I was more the uh, the newspaper boy. That's what I was. I got into the the, the writing aspect of things. So, uh, you know, Goldberg here on the Rich Eisen Show. You mentioned moments ago about Kevin Green. He was your roommate. That's who he you roomed yeah, with with the Rams. One of one of one of my short stints at the Rams. You know, I had been through two training camps, and mm-hmm. I I remember uh, we we were roommates for. I think it was the second one, and uh, yeah, what a what an absolutely wonderful human being he was, and you know, uh, just horrible what happened. Right. He was a, he was a huge influence on me. I mean, a huge influence. And let me, you know, let's go into it. Sure. I I I go into the NFL. Very, I was very lucky to even get an opportunity. I get lucky enough to be coached by a, you know, like a Jack Youngblood, and then have a roommate like a Kevin Green, mm. and then, then years later, after I fail at the one thing that I had dreamed that I would succeed at, Kevin Green becomes my tag team partner while I was on top of the world in the wrestling business at World Championship Wrestling, and. You know, like the the Hogan story, what was the the coolest moment of my wrestling career? Well, it was the night I beat Hogan at the Georgia Dome, but it wasn't because I beat Hogan. It was because my teammates were there from the Falcons. So what it meant to me to have Kevin Green as a tag team partner in professional wrestling and see the enthusiasm that this man had for it and for life and for you know, for football, for God's sakes, um, it, it was kind of a full circle moment that the wrestling business has been able to provide me that nothing on the planet would have able would have been able to provide me well, that I didn't acquire you know, on the football field. Let's dive in a little bit more, Goldberg, into that night in the Georgia Dome. So let's set it up. I mean, you you went to you played football at University of Georgia. You're, you have three years with the Falcons, right, in the NFL. And here you are now at the top of your wrestling craft with Kevin Green as a tag team partner, right? And you, you said there are Falcons, your teammates in the building while you beat Hulk Hogan that night? That happened? Well, Kevin, Kevin, Kevin was my tag team partner at another event. Yes. It, was years pri- it was years prior. But the night that I wrestled... Um, uh, Scott Hall, and then early in the night, and then I wrestled Hogan, you know, later in the night for yes. the World Heavyweight Championship. Um, the Falcons, <laughs> I mean, they were there. Obviously, in the wrestling business, you do a lot of cross-promotion, and these guys are as smart as possible as far as getting the product out there. So I, quite obviously, picked up the phone and called every one of my teammates and said, listen, dudes, Anybody who wants to come down, let's let's do it and let's you know have a blast. And we concocted you know a way in. And after I was 
after I beat Hulk Hogan in front of 45,000 people in Atlanta at the Georgia Dome where I had played football, um, they when we went off the air, uh, Hogan and his minions beat me down and handcuffed me to the ring and spray-painted me. And who, lo and behold, comes out to save me is, I'd say, I don't know, 20 guys from the Falcons, whether it's Jesse Tuggle or Jamal Anderson or Chuck Smith or Cornelius Bennett or Shane Dronay. I mean, it was, for me, it was, I'm just laying in the corner just laughing and going, man, these guys have no idea how cool this is to me. (laughs) And, 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 And equally, it was cooler to them because... I don't know. For some reason, I, I get it. You know, professional athletes like to live vicariously through us, sure, uh, because we're theater at the same time, and so we can quite obviously get away with things that they could never get away with, and so that's part of the allure as to participating. But it, it, it was for me. It was just the coolest night of my life. I bet, man. So you're, what you're saying, essentially, even though you're not saying it, I'll say it for you is. Deion Sanders is not the only two-sports star to toil inside the Georgia Dome. It's Goldberg as well. <laughs> well, right? yeah, well, I, I wasn't going to go there. But I'll do it. The second one was, isn't necessarily based upon quantifiable athletic talent. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's more objective. But, yeah, those are the and those uh, are the know, Dirty Bird Falcons years that you're talking about. Those are the good. Those are some good Falcons teams. Cornelius Bennett's. Uh, I, I've kind of forgot he spent some time there. And Jamal and Jesse Tuggle's a great name from back in the day too. I haven't heard that in quite God, some time. I tell you what. I mean, and the the guys that I learned from Jumpy Gathers. Nice. I mean, you have to remember Jumpy. Yes, Obviously, do. He's got 15 of his family members in the NFL, but. Um, and Pierce Holt, you know, Pierce now is a neighbor of mine in a neighboring county in Texas. Uh, we see each other quite often. And Pierce, you know, was my idol uh, playing in the league. And we were like locker mates. And uh, I mean, now now we spend time together. So, I mean, it's, a, it's funny how, how that team uh, was such a successful team. But, I mean, there were so many characters on that team. You know, Ironhead, you had Scott Case, you had... Man, it was you could just go on and on and on about all of those guys. And I mean, you had Mike Ken, who was 21 years in the league, Ken. and then uh, um, what was his name, the linebacker, who was 21 years in the league, Clay Matthews. Of course, unbelievable, man! What a what a yeah, what, was, what a was, journey! It was an unbelievable time. What a yeah. journey! And I just remember my my tag team partner from Sports Center, Stuart Scott, loved you, Goldberg, loved you. Absolutely, Stewart was the man, dude. I mean, I loved Stewart from the, I, I mean, from the first time I met him and all the charitable stuff that we did together. And I mean, you guys, hey, you remember Larry Burnett, right? Of course, my brother-in-law. Yeah. So, I mean, I've oh, I didn't know that. Tie with you guys for from. Oh, that's my brother-in-law. I had no idea. Literally, I had no idea. Well, all yeah. I know is that you know, obviously, Stewart loved you, talked about you all the time. Um, on occasion, may or may or may not have humble bragged a little bit about knowing you and hanging out with you. Um, and um, you know, I, I I always try to bring his name up. Um, he's been gone for way longer than I could even have imagined. Um, so I, I kind of like bringing him up every now and then when I know somebody uh, has a has, has a tie to him and a significant one, just like you. Well, I'll tell you, I tell you what, Stuart. I mean, not only what an unbelievable human being and everything that he stood for. He's one of those guys that you just bring up his name and and you just you can't but smile. Mm-hmm. No matter what the situation, no matter. I mean. Quite obviously, I would absolutely do anything on this plan to have him here with us. But the fact that he's not and that you've mentioned his name and the first thing that comes to my mind is just a big smile. I mean, he made such a big impact on every person that he met. True. And uh, he... he I just can't say enough good things about him. Hey, man, uh, congratulations on uh, biography, WWE Legends, uh, The Undertaker, and also Kurt Angle um, are just a a couple of the other subjects for Season 2 biography, WWE Legends, premiering Sunday, July 10th, 8 p.m. Eastern on A&E. Belated congrats on the Hall of Fame induction in 2018, or, you know, screw it, mazel tov to you, uh, Goldberg, (laughs) mazel tov on everything.
going on. Well, I, I can't I can't thank you enough. It's an honor and a privilege, number one, to be considered for one of these biographies, number two, to be in the presence of all the people that I'm uh, debuting with with this series for the second season, and, you know, to be on your show and to talk Thanks, to you again, brother. my friend. It's been uh, too it's long. an honor and privilege. So you been, be well. It's been too long. Uh, drive safe wherever you're going, Goldberg. You be well. Thanks again for, for coming on the Rich Eisen Show. Greatly appreciate it. Honor and a privilege. Take care, my friend. That's Goldberg, everybody. I had no idea Larry Burnett was uh, Goldberg's brother-in-law. So that means Larry Burnett was yet another non-Jewish sports center anchor that I would have to have battled to get a high holiday off. <laughs> Who else? Have I never told you this story? I, what story? I think I've heard this. I don't know if TJ's heard this Okay, one. so I'll tell it. <laughs> when I arrived at Sports Center mm-hmm. 1996 that was a good year man dude that was a good year I believe that was that 26 years ago just Four? quick just quick math rich yeah Damn. more than 26 years ago 26 yeah. years ago a little over 26 years ago February of 20 uh, of uh, of 96 I arrived at ESPN and even though they took me from you know, Redding, California, the Redding Chico market, where young Aaron Rodgers might be, might have been watching me at five and eleven o'clock Pacific. Possible. Um, he, uh, I, I, I had already paid for a vacation in May mm-hmm. of that year because I had no idea I was going to be hired by ESPN. Uh, a, a vacation to uh, France and Monaco. Didn't run into you though. Um, I wasn't that fancy. Yet. And But, you know, I, I, I'd paid for it. It was already paid for. Flights and hotels and everything. And you weren't balling at that point, I'm sure. Not at all. Yeah. I was making hardly anything. So I couldn't cancel it. Yeah. So the first thing I did when I got hired by ESPN, when I was being taken in by human resources, was tell them I need a week off. <laughs> which was, like, I was freaking out about it. Freaking out about it. Like, well, which... Which uh, which week? Which days? And they were cool about it. They gave it like literally a 26 year old oh. from Reading Chico Market showing up and saying, "I need a week off within the first three months." Was a provocative ask, but they were cool about it. So I basically, told him I was making six fifty an hour. I can't cancel it, but I'll work my ass off after that. And I I remember the um, human resources individual uh, said for scheduling purposes as well. You know, um, are you Jewish? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, well, you might need to get your high holidays off now. Like, wh- do you want the high holidays off? And I'm like, sure. <laughs> sure. And, and I'm like, yeah, I do. <laughs> and they opened up. I remember they opened up the book to look to see, you know, if it was available to be taken off because the rule was at the time there was no ESPN news. There wasn't a million people there. It was still a very you know, small-ish group of on-air individuals who were doing SportsCenter, there was a rule that three people, only three SportsCenter anchors a day could take a, a, a day off. They could only grant a day off on a specific, any single day to just three SportsCenter anchors. And she told me I, that Yom Kippur was already spoken for, for the three people. And I'm thinking in my head, who are they? I'm going through my head, you know. Linda. Well, it's, you know, to Charlie, whatever. Charlie, I, I yeah. just didn't know. I mean, Berman, just Berman doesn't do sports centers. I don't know. So I said, really? Who, who are the three? And she told me, Linda Cohn, Steve Levy, and Jack Edwards. <laughs> I'm like, Jack Edwards? He's Jewish? And they told me, no, he, he married a member of the Jewish faith, and he was taking the day off. So, this is... I had just asked for a week off. <laughs> but I had to push back even more. I still found like, the reserve to say what I said. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I understand. He's more tenured than me as a sports center anchor but but i'm more tenured than him as a jew (laughs) does that 
count? Shouldn't that count? Like a Wiley situation. And I was told, no, it does not count. No, it does not count. Hey, look, Rich. And so, as head just of this company's w- HR, I would never <laughs> have done that to you. That was my next question. How would Brockman have handled that? I would not have done that to you. That's so. When I mentioned that, I I guess Larry, I think Larry was still there in '96. <laughs> Part of the gold. There you go, family, Larry. Who knew? That's amazing. Jack Edwards. Like uh, Sandy Koufax would not perform on the high holiday. Did you approach Jack about this? In, I did in the not. Room, Jack, or? Jack, um, I'll never forget. I did a, sp- I did a, I'll screw it. What do I care, man? Yeah, let's, <laughs> let me grab my team real quick. <laughs> yeah, let's Although go. I do, I do know his, don't, don't think I do about know, no, 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 I do know his wife and she's, she does work with NFL Network now as well, but uh, I'm just, I, I, this is just the stuff that you remember in your career. You mm-hmm. just remember it. And and so I was covering the Holofield Moore fight. Holofield Moore 2. It was a good fight. Okay, because when Charlie Starner stopped doing boxing, they asked me, did I want to take the Sports Center boxing beat? Because Charlie wanted nothing. He had done it for years, and I think he was focusing on baseball and other things. So they offered it to me, and I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> do I get to go to Vegas every now and then? Sure. And my next question was, do I get to wear a tuxedo? Because I wanted to wear a tuxedo on SportsCenter. You know, like the... You're old school. Yeah, get it. You know? And they said, no, that, that's not required of you. I'm like, damn it. I wanted to wear a tuxedo. And they're like, well, you can, but you know, we're not going to pay for it. If you have a tuxedo, you want to wear it. If you have one. Because I always found it fascinating that boxing, the sweet science, that people dressed up like a f- yep. informal wear oh, to yeah. watch two guys... Beat the Bludgeon crap out of each other in submission. Yep. Like you could potentially, if you have the wrong seat, get blood on your tux, Absolutely. on your cumber, on your cummerbund. Question. <laughs> Which I'd probably last worn at my at, at the prom, my prom. Back. <laughs> anyway, I, I digress. So I, I I went out and I did a piece, and that's where I first met Al Bernstein, okay. sweetheart, oh. and John Saracino, who was Ooh. on. The, remember here? You, yeah, you yeah. say today. Yeah, he. Yeah. It was yeah. Burns. Albert It was John Saracino, Bernstein, and and um, Charlie for all those years. But now it's me. Now it's me. And so I I uh, um, decided I'm going to add my own little spice, and I did a feature to be run on the Sunday morning Sports Center, um, or the sat. Yeah, I think it was the Sunday morning Sports Center in advance of the fight, and my piece was. Going around Vegas in a red convertible, okay, looking for, I forget what I was looking for. I was, I was just looking for... Around uh, Vegas? Yeah, or, I be, or just like the, the, the best seat in the house or whatever. Oh. And so I, 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 I arranged to see various Vegas acts. I even knocked on the door of like Siegfried and Roy and, and see if I could get Wayne Newton involved. They didn't, but I got couple of people the blue man group my first ever meeting with the blue man group and also uh uh um david cassidy had was out there at the time performing (laughs) and i told that to linda Cohn. i I was going to see david cassidy she goes oh my god he's my favorite will you get an autograph (laughs) and instead i said how about this how about you give me an autograph picture of you for David Cassidy, and wow. I'll give that to him, and I'll put it up on his mirror in his green in his dressing room to make it look like he's such a huge fan of yours, and we'll include it in the piece, which we did. Mm-hmm. It was a fun piece, you know. Like I ran into, you know, Al Bernstein ran into Bernstein and, and Saracino and in, in the uh, at the poolside. It was fun, a fun Vegas sort of. Um, Palooza. Yes. <laughs> Just a taste of the town piece. And so I was live on the air on SportsCenter. I think it might have been that Saturday morning SportsCenter that Jack was hosting. And I was so excited for it. I put all my heart and soul in. It was a very creative piece. And it was different. I wanted to bring my different take to this stuff. Like, okay, I could be so locked in on more or hold a field too, or have some fun with it. Mm-hmm. Decided to have some fun with it. Al Bernstein loved it. John Saracino loved it. They're like, go have fun. Fine. Great. I did it. So I, I, um, you know, wrap around it live, woke up at the crack of dawn live, did it live. I led into it. 
And then coming out of the piece, I just gave a little bit of information about the fight that night. And Jack Edwards goes, I heard it in my earpiece. He goes, thanks, Rich. We look forward to the fight. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> like you could tell he was frowning upon Your my piece. use of this time in such a frivolous manner. That was definitely the last time I ever spoke to him. 20... And I'm, you know, I'm like a 27, 28-year-old kid, and it's just like, you know what? The number of times in my career I have not approved of whatever management approved for me, mm-hmm. you know, I would never do that on the air to somebody. I feel better getting that off my chest. <laughs> How about that? I want you to remember this that. straight truth. i got to take a break because we're, we're up against it, Radio Edge. Thank you. We'll take a break. We'll hit more on this in a, few, in a minute if you want. I'm sharing today, man. I I'm out it. the door. This is great. <laughs> Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, just showed a little bit of LC, the great Linda Cohn. We got to get her back in here. Yeah, I'll reach out to her at the end of this. I'll reach out to her at the end of the uh, the end of the show. Hey, Chris Brockman. Hey, Rich Eisen. Hey, bro. Oh, let, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Fired up. Do you know uh, the copycat league? If you were a copycat league, just like every successful play, uh, team would be in a copycat league in the NBA, one thing I would want to copy is the way that the Golden State Warriors do it, which is identify your stars, keep your stars, draft smartly, get the coach that knows how to put it all together, and if you're so lucky, have owners, members, governors, who say, screw it, get who you need, and we'll spend the money. We'll go over whatever tax that might be. Looks like your Celtics are doing that, brother. We're doing it. Brad has the authority to spend and make moves. What just happened? Moves. What just happened today? Uh, Malcolm Brogdon going to the Celtics for Daniel Tice, Aaron Neesmith, and a 23 first rounder. How many times have the uh, Celtics gotten rid of Daniel Tice? He'll be back soon. He's like, Daniel, I always like that. Dude, Daniel Tice, Daniel Tice is the Brian Hoyer of the Celtics. They can't quit him. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be back. He'll be That's back. That's pretty funny. Brogdon, uh, Brogdon's three years left on his contract, yep. according to our friend Bobby Marks. From yeah. the from the worldwide leader, I'll call him a friend. I don't think I've ever met him, but I, that's a very Hollywood. Yeah, thing about to do, twenty-two mil each year, three years left. That's not that's that's a that's chunk of change, man. Yeah, Nobody, that's I quote mean, unquote not bad when you're seeing what the top of them. But right. that's that's some serious money you have to spend. That's but for a guy you know who good can, for them. He can fill it up. He can get you twenty a game. Dude. He can get eight. Problem is. He's been injured. Missed 46 games okay. last year. I hear you. Missed 26 a year before. So, you know, in Indiana, it didn't go as, as hope. But to he was a, really good for Milwaukee. Pal, to take a team that's two, two wins shy of winning it all and add Gallinari and this, yeah, this kid. And didn't really have to give up I, any rotational guys. And everyone else is just going to be better. The fact that Tatum's not playing Olympic basketball, he won't run out of gas, hopefully, yep. for you. Jalen Brown's going to get better. I'm telling you, time lord. I'm excited. Robert Williams. Our, uh, friends, at Fan, so our friends at FanDuel, who uh, took TJ's idea the other day, uh, <laughs> they now have Boston as the favorite to win the title next year. Whoa. Well, I don't know if I can really listen boy. to 
We haven't seen what the Sixers are doing yet. Uh, Not yet. They haven't done anything. No, no, no. That's because they've got to take care of the Harden P first, and we'll see what happens after that. uh, You can't say we haven't done anything. The Harden piece, and then we'll see what happens after that. (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, baby. I like that signing, pal. Yeah. Hour three coming up next. It's for you. 844-204-RICH. Yeah, it's a nice move. Number to dial. So we'll just, you know, might as well just say it. Um, Look, Dan Patrick calls it sampling. Right, sampling. We all do it. You see somebody else does yeah, an idea, you take it. You whatever. Like, oh, uh, but TJ, have you heard anybody do a twist on um, the Mount Rushmore stuff like you just did? Like instead of naming the four Mount Rushmore of every team in the NFL, you're like, we're just going to name one. Make it hard, and you say, I will do it. I will take the heat. I will take the slings and the arrow. I, I will do it, sword. and you did it. I did it, and it was great. I took it. And we did it by division, so we stretched it over out. a week. We stretched it out for over eight different shows. Yeah. Thank good, you. Thank you for good the for us. Good for us. And then uh, for us. Great gig. You, go on Twitter. You, and... you, you go on Twitter. You saw FanDuel did it themselves. Yeah. Each NFL team's goat. And I was oh, like, hmm, interesting idea. That's a great. And so I, they and asked, I thought it was a great idea. Did. You know, what would you change here? And you know, I, I think that's a rhetorical question. They would like to have engagement. The answer from us and the Rich Eisen show would be, what would you have changed here? Your own ideas would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> a little, a little hat tip, Rich Eisen show. H slash T. Is that tough? H slash T. It's not H- hard. It's, it's literally a, like a hat tip. A hat tip. I like. It's so K- easy to do a hat tip. Fourteen characters. Because that was too. Look, I, it, it's so easy to do a hat tip. You, you see professional uh, players on on the PGA Tour or the Live Tour, any tour. Whenever you see, uh, golf clap. Mm-hmm. The hat tip. You know what they do sometimes? They don't even tip the. Cap, they just touch the brim. Yeah. That's it. But, you know, yesterday, guys, I told you that I wasn't interested because sometimes, yeah, we do sample from other. But now that the more I think about it, this sample? was too specific. This was too on the nose. Like, you weren't doing okay. goats. Then you I do what? goats, and all of a sudden, now you do a goat. They bet my style. It's okay. It's, all right. Fan, FanDuel doesn't have uh, somebody who's insanely popular in this talk space. Oh, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. No, uh, they do. They, they, okay. He's very popular. That's all right. Where's our backpacks, TJ? <laughs> Chris, you know, I looked to Rich all you can the get time. A backpack. You can get a backpack. You know, you can get a backpack? Target. <laughs> or that's your backpack. Or charity golf events. If Chris, just think if Rich, if Rich right. knew anything hey, about. You got a backpack? You got it in your club up? I got a new one. Hey, hey, I got a new one. Yeah, there's money it, in that, too. What was in it? What was in it? Well, there's uh, money like, for me. Like, not even like a full sleeve of golf balls. It was two golf balls. Yeah. <laughs> you got nothing in like it. <laughs> Hour three coming up.